Hey, what's going on, everybody? Dr. Philip Fletcher with Freedom Reflection. Glad that you have had the opportunity to join me for these next few moments. So the minimum wage is such an important discussion to have because it impacts every segment of our population. Think about it. Every aspect of our population. So as I consider the approach of the minimum wage to address income inequality and essentially meet the needs of a household, I believe we need to take into consideration a variety of factors. So these are the factors I want to list below, especially if you've never thought about them. Well, let's start with the Western conception of property rights. Think about it. It's mine. <laughs> Don't take from me. Right. So individual property rights is something unique to Western civilization. Individualism is an idea of liberalism. Right. Which is enshrined in the foundational documents of the United States. It is proposed individuals have an inherent right to life, liberty and ownership of property free from any type of government interference or interference from another individual. Again, don't take my stuff. What does this mean for wages? So let's consider $100 that I earn or you earn. That $100 belongs to you and that $100 belongs to me. Now, over time, a portion of that $100 has gone to government, some constitutionally mandated things, and at other times, it's a little sketchy. And that goes to the government in the form of taxes. Needless to say, in principle, the $100 you or I earn belongs exclusively to you and exclusively to me. And each of us have the choice should have the choice of where those dollars go and to whom. The second thing we got to think about is the capabilities of individuals. In general, individuals possess the capabilities to accomplish some type of task. Those capabilities can be nurtured, leading to some form of prosperity, or those capabilities can be hindered, preventing the individual from effectively demonstrating what he or she is capable of accomplishing. Our capabilities vary for a host of reasons. But essentially, reality does demonstrate two persons with the same capabilities can end up with different outcomes. So in the context of our discussion, two persons with the capability of compassion may end up in two different occupational paths. Let's say a nurse and a nun. Society has a placed a different value on each of these occupations, even though both provide a substantive contribution to the human experience. At the same time, we also have to acknowledge individual capabilities are limited by laws, stereotypes, and resources of different types. What about businesses? What's the purpose of business? Most would say it's to make a profit. Others would say to offer a service. I agree with Pope John Paul II, the saint. The intent of work is to improve one's personal life and improve society. Every business begins as an entrepreneurial enterprise to improve an individual situation by providing a service to meet a need in society. Much has been written on the contribution of workers as it relates to an enterprise, the product and the profits regarding what has been created, distributed and sold. I think the question we must wrestle with is how much should a worker receive of the profits? Additional questions. Should the profits obtained be distributed according to responsibility, education, years of service, etc. So that leads us to the geographic context. Arkansas 
resources differ vastly from Texas, California, and Nevada. There are a variety of variables which contribute to a disparity of resources. Consider two of the states I mentioned have access to larger bodies of water, which provides greater opportunities of trade. That's Texas and that's California, right? Tourism. I mean, Texas has got a very big economy. Nevada, on the other hand, has a burgeoning gambling industry. I mean, the Raiders are there now. There are other variables to consider, such as topography, educational institution, sports. I appeal to these situations to demonstrate the cost of living is significantly impacted by such variables. And thus, the money needed will differ by state. So what does this lead us to? I think that we should consider in our capitalist system, as imperfect as it is, I got it, right? There are a multitude of variables at play, and a minimum wage needs to be considered within, hear me now, a local context. A local context. So we need to recognize the reality that a blanket minimum wage will not meet the unique demands of households based on geographic context alone. I have lived in a variety of states and a dollar can go a lot farther in some areas of the country than others. Additionally, we need to understand the concept of need as it relates to households. I think we can agree that preeminent needs are food, water, shelter. But what about a television, streaming services? What about houses with persons with disabilities? Single income, dual income. We need to recognize the minimum wage impacts on small businesses as well. Think about that. Small businesses versus mid-sized businesses versus these large businesses. All right. So a small mom and pop restaurant is significantly different than a Chili's. I believe this gets lost in the discussion. Just like it should not be a one size fits all approach to households, the same must be said for businesses. And I'm really thinking about those small businesses. I think a radical solution is reducing the size of government. What is their minimum wage? <laughs> Many of our tax dollars are wasted on institutions in state and federal government. Those dollars should be returned to everyday citizens. There are actual departments in federal government and even in state government, which should not exist. Thinking about the federal government, there are departments that should not exist because they're not constitutionally mandated. Yet we pay for them. So let's talk about a minimum wage for our government, our government institutions. That is where the discussion needs to be had.